0: You don't even create, you don't even brew a pot of coffee without knowing its intentions. Mm, so when good. God, when God created you, he did it very intentionally. Mm. He didn't just create you and then say, figure it out for yourself.
1: Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtowho.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Hey there. Welcome to the Compared to Who podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore, and I'm really glad you're listening today. Today we are continuing the Real Women, Real Hope series, and I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Today's guest lives in Auburn, Washington with her husband, Todd. They're empty nesters now, so they've been enjoying the freedom to take spontaneous dates and getaways. I have absolutely no idea what that's like, but this is my friend Sherry that's going to be on today, and she served and still serves her community. She's been serving for the last seven 17 years in youth ministries, mentoring ministries, women's ministries. She loves to work with youth and has done a lot of work with youth in her community, including work at a school where she developed a special program called Spiritual Game Plan. We're going to learn all about that today. Sherry, thank you for being on the You Podcast. Thanks for having me. We go back a couple of years and would you mind just sharing with everyone how we kind of got connected?
0: Yeah, it's so amazing how God works. Um, I was asked to do a Bible study at the girls dorm on the campus that I volunteer on. And I wanted to pick a topic that is passionate to me. And I believe most women struggle with and that is comparison. And so I started looking into that looking on Amazon, looking at Google, and your name came up and I love the title of your book compared to Who?" such a great question to ask. A lot of times, you know, girls are comparing themselves. And if you ask that question, they actually have to stop and think about it. So it's, it was powerful. So this is a different kind of a private school. It's mostly uh, run by donation and funding scholarship wise. So some of the kids that come here wouldn't even be able to come if it wasn't for those donations. So being able to purchase a book for about 100 and so girls. I knew that the girls themselves couldn't do it, and I couldn't afford that volume. So I I chanced it, and I reached out to you and just said, this is what I'm doing. If we order this volume, are you able to give us a break? Waited to hear back and prayed about it, and you were so generous, and I was just floored that you'd be so willing to to do that. Heather even recorded a little message for my girls, and they were so excited I called a couple of people in the community, got donations together, and we were able to purchase the book and do a study with that book. And each girl got to keep one. So it was awesome.
1: And it was a huge blessing to me because I tell you what, there's nothing more fun than seeing a bunch of girls that age holding your book. And I'm going to get <laughs> emotional even like in the microphone right now. Just yeah. Thinking, I'm, because you know, and I know that these issues start young. Oh. And to yeah. see a bunch of girls that age, high school age, holding the book, just, you know, the hope that maybe somehow I played a little role in intervening um, and maybe helping them not go down the same road that I went down. And and I know that you went down too. That was such a blessing. So will you share with us your story? Like what what has your struggle with body image and comparison been like? When did this start for you? And do you mind kind of just walking us through what you've walked through?
0: Yeah, I think Satan is very strategic. We know Satan is strategic. Mm-hmm. And I can remember it in elementary school, kindergarten, looking at what other girls were doing, their hair, the way they dress, trying to imitate it. I have reddish hair and so... Trying to get in any kind of a suntan just is not going to happen. And yet some of my friends, I grew up in Southern California, they were beautifully golden tan. Mm. And a lot of them said they could use me as a reflector. Mm. (laughs) And so you start being aware and you start wanting to, you know, not wear shorts and just start doing little things that actually you're not really aware that you're, that you're doing it. But Satan just putting those little seeds in there that something about you is just not right or acceptable. Mm. So I really think, you know, you look back at some of those times where they started and they're pretty young, Mm -hmm. at least for me. It went on through high school, of course, Uh, watching other girls who are taller and skinnier. (laughs) I like the color of your book because I have a pear-shaped body. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the things that would nicely slip on Over the little hips of some of my friends just did, that wasn't going to work for me. And so being able to give the girls in high school some tools, I think that every girl goes down the road. I think we need to equip each other with these tools so that uh, when those things come in, we can remember something. That was said or a tool that we got that we can combat this with.
1: Yeah, that's good. So then you got married. Did that fix it for you? Take (laughs) away all your body image issues?
0: I know. I thought that was going to do it for
1: me. Did that work for you? (laughs) Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) No. Um, The first part of marriage, I was not too obsessed with my body image. I got pregnant within a year and a half of being married. And of course that will start the never ending fluctuation uh-huh. of body fat and non-body fat. And, and so, you know, the pressure to get that baby fat off and, you know, you're, you're six weeks out still wearing your maternity clothes and the sweet gal at work that I worked with had a baby, um, a one month after me and was right back into her you know, tiny little clothes. So those are the things that you'll constantly struggle with. And I think even worse than, than actually not feeling great about my body was the, the words that Satan loves to put in there that, you know, if it's not just your body, it's everywhere else that you're not Mm. up to par in. Mm. So that was, I still struggle (laughs) with body weight off and on and off and on. But, um, Mm. after three kids, it's just, I think it's something forever.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think that's important to note. It's like, I think real hope doesn't mean you don't struggle anymore. Mm, And I think that that's confusing to some people because like, honestly, right, we all want to not struggle anymore. That's what our hearts long for. But as long as we're here on this earth, there will be struggle. But I think the real hope comes when, like you said earlier, you know what to do when the struggle comes, you know how to answer it. So how has God led you, directed you, kind of shown you how to answer some of those lies of the enemy?
0: Mm. Absolutely. Well, I believe God will call you out on your calling. Hmm. And um I'm just happen to be placed in an environment with lots of girls and um and actually women that will open up and share. And a lot of them share in the same areas that I struggle on. And in fact, a lot of times when I'm working with a girl on that, I in my head I hear the enemy calling me a hypocrite hmm. because I'm trying to work with her and, and meanwhile. You know, I'm struggling now with the premenopause weight gain and fluctuation, and I'm sitting there, you know, going, "Man, I, I chose not to eat dinner last night." And now I'm talking to this girl about being content, mm. <laughs> and uh, so it's just a never-ending battle. But um, you know, if we we think that when we get to the next step, if we get to this area, we'll feel we'll be happy, mm. we'll be content, and we're so busy striving to get to that spot that we really miss what God's doing in our life right now. And as a mother of of a daughter, I really try hard to not voice my feelings about my body because I don't want her to think, you know, oh, even my mom isn't content with her body. How can she tell me to be content with mine? And it's just this never ending battle that I just have to constantly realize that God's needing me to focus on his mission right now and not my body.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's go, let's go that direction Yeah. because I think that's one thing that I found and I know you found it too. It's interesting how when you get busy fulfilling your purpose, right? The, the way- the way he made you and what he designed you for, that the pressure kind of comes off a little bit. It's not the same intensity. At least that's what i found in terms of body image struggle, because once you have something to do, and once you can kind of connect to the truth that, okay, maybe the something to do isn't modeling. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, the some, maybe it's okay that I am not five foot eleven and 112 pounds, because the something that God gave me to do isn't. It's modeling, but there is something else that he physically equipped me for. So, how have you found that in your life? What have you experienced mm. in terms of discovering your purpose?
0: Absolutely. I love a good metaphor, and I loved how you said maybe my purpose isn't modeling, but maybe it is, and you have to decide what it is you're modeling. Mm. And um, and so you know, a lot of times when I'm working with girls, I'm I'm really intentionally thinking about their hurt and their pain. And neither one of us is thinking about my body. They're thinking about my words Mm. and um, really trying to focus on that and live out my calling. Um, You know, my tagline is that our roles are going to change, but our purpose is eternal. And so many times when I talk to women and young girls and you ask them what their purpose is, they're going to start listing the roles that they play. Mm. They're going to really focus on, uh, what they what they think they need to bring to society, whether that's uh, mother, teacher, wife, um, all the roles, and they get really uh, focused on the, that as their identity. And uh, when we're looking at external earthly things as our identity, and not the purpose that God wants us to bring into those roles, um, we're really vulnerable to attack. And the first thing I believe Satan attacks on women is, is image because we were created in Christ's image. He hates that image. So if he can get us to hate our image, we really feel like we have no purpose in being used in God's kingdom.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I mean, and it's true, right? I mean, I remember those baby days and how my whole life was consumed with mothering. I mean, we had four kids, a four and under for a few months. Um, So, and I had a miscarriage in there too. So do that Mm. math, Um, but, but, and no twins, but you know, you get so entrenched in the season of life that you're in, in what your role is and if that is your identity, then when you become an empty nester, like you're experiencing right now, mm-hmm. what do you have left? And, and I mean, I see that in women. We started a little late with having kids, but I've got friends my age and close to my age who are becoming empty nesters now and going through a real crisis yeah. because that was their identity. So what does that look like for you? Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out "Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compare to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna go back about twenty three years ago. I was taking my kids to swimming lessons and I had just um gone from working to non quote unquote not working, you want to say it that way. Um,
1: <laughs> from and, not getting
0: from working to not getting paid. <laughs> there you go. There you go. From from working to like dying of exhaustion. <laughs> but um I would take took my kids to swimming lessons and back in those days we only had one cell phone and I happened to have it that day. And it was, I was sitting out by the pool. I had a newborn in the baby carrier and my daughter who was about two and a half was getting ready for swimming lessons. And beside me was the nanny of one of my good friends that was there. And the phone rang and it happened to be the father of those two girls. And he thought he was calling my husband. So when I answered, he was kind of taken off guard and he said, oh, you know, oh, what are you up to? And I said, well, I'm I'm at swimming lessons. And I don't remember the nanny's name, but I I said, I'm here with your nanny. We're at swimming lessons. And he said to me, and it really has left a mark, as you can tell, it must be nice to be retired and just be a stay at home mom. And I had never had the phrase just Hmm. put in front of, you're just a stay at home mom, Hmm. which means you're nothing more than in, in my, to me being an Enneagram seven, wing eight, I quickly said, well, let me ask your nanny if she thinks she's retired. Mm. And of course he went, oh my word, I'm so sorry. But that phrase just really, really stuck with me. And I started using it myself when people would say, what what do you guys do? Or what do you do? I'd say, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. But I hear women use that a lot when they describe themselves. I'm just a I'm just a teacher. I'm just a, whatever you are, your role that you're playing right now. So a lot of times we'll put the word just in, I'm just a in front Mm -hmm. of it, which Satan is reminding you, you're nothing more than. And the other, the other month, first part of November. So what is this now? 23 years later, I was sharing that situation at a conference and I was trying to wrap up the end of that kind of thought process and God said to me pretty loudly, You know, Sherry, there are a lot more definitions to the word just. Hmm. So I sat down, opened up my computer, typed in the word just. And number one is nothing more than number two is exactly what I need.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: And yes. And I said, You know what? I just went from just a stay at home mom to just the stay at home mom my kids need. And that has really helped me even in comparison with other women is, you know, that woman is just who God needs her to be. And hmm. not me. I, she's just who God needs her to be. And I'm just who God needs me to be. And when I compare, I am not just what God needs me yeah. to be. It was just such a such a God wink, such a gift for God to to change that title yeah. for me. Yeah, that's really cool. And you know, you said it earlier when you're
1: when you're counseling a girl, when you're meeting with these young girls, they're not thinking about your body, and you're not thinking about your body. And it's funny because when we do compare, you know, it's one of two things, right? When we're comparing, a lot of times we're objectifying, right? Yes. Like we're we're looking at someone, and to use your word, we're looking at someone as just a body, right? Ooh, that's good. You no, know? instead of seeing her as a whole person, and then you know, if you think about it, once you know someone that people, the women that you know, and you love, you don't see them just as a body anymore. You see mm-hmm. them as a person. I mean, I, I feel bad saying this, but I've kind of used the Miley Cyrus example a lot. I mean, there's a girl who was really pretty, really attractive. I mean, by Hollywood standards, you know, she gorgeous girl. Right. But the way she's behaved over the last mm-hmm. decade has made her someone where you look at her, you're kind of like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's not it's not beautiful. And it's so funny because I hate that expression. In some ways, I hate the expression, it's what's on the inside that counts, right? Well, I know right. like, that that yes. was not something I wanted to hear when I was struggling with my body image. But yeah. when you think about the people that you know, it is what's on the inside that makes you love them, that makes you fall in love with them. It's not what's on the outside. And so anyway, kind of got going down a different rabbit trail there. But <laughs> but just thinking about purpose and yeah, your word just That's really good. But thinking about the fact that God has designed each of us for a specific purpose. And even as those seasons transition and even as we explore different things that we think might God might be leading us into. And then I know you were just saying this before we we started recording, but like God can sometimes like take us down a road and then like, oh nope, change direction. (laughs) You're going this way. And if we get too attached to those, those things, boy, like that's hard if that becomes your identity. Exactly. You know, you have to be open-handed with what the seasons of your life look like and what tasks it is he has for you to do, knowing that your purpose ultimately is just to just mm-hmm. <laughs> to worship him, right? And to exactly. bring him glory. Exactly. So, um I think I think all of those truths are, are really good. So you are passionate about Helping women and helping girls find freedom in some of these areas. Can you tell our listeners, like, kind of what you're up to now, what you've been working on? Well, let's
0: go for another hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I work with youth. And, like you mentioned, I have a program that actually starts today when I'm done talking to you. I start day one of Spiritual Game Plan on campus.
1: Okay. And,
0: um, you know, uh, my kids played sports. Um, And you can read about the history of this program on on my website under the tab game plan. So I won't take up too much time on that, but uh, I would watch them play sports and I'd watch them really, really work hard on memorizing the playbook. You know, if they got on that court and the coach called a play and they didn't know what was going on, they're going to get benched and they put the team into, you know, they harm the team. They know their game. A lot of times we do not give our children solid game plan in their spiritual life. And that is sitting down and running plays with them. I mean, Satan studies you. He knows Mm -hmm. you. He's coming in there. He's got a good defense coming in to stop you. And a lot of times I I talk to kids and they're not getting, what are you going to do when Satan does this? What are you going to do when Satan does that? What does peer pressure look like? We kind of, the kids I've talked to, they said, Their parents are kind of saying, well, just don't do it. or We don't do that. We're not like that. So when the kids decide, well, maybe I'm going to try something, they feel very shamed instead of having their parents be a safe place to go to, they know that um, their parents are going to say, well, we aren't like that. We don't do that. So the program I've developed is just intensive spiritual game planning with some high school kids. And then they go to our elementary school and talk to middle school kids about having a game plan before they get to high Mm. school. So it's a multi-level discipling leadership program because now my Mm. high school kids that I start working with today in April will go down and talk to middle school kids about having spiritual game planning for five days it's pretty impactful but we need to carry that into our purpose as women we have to be on alert that the per- very purpose that god wove into us in ephesians 2:10 we are we are intentionally created god is a masterful creator he didn't create us and then say well you got to go figure out and find yourself because Mm. no one creates any kind of a masterpiece. You don't even create, you don't even brew a pot of coffee without knowing its intentions. Mm, So when God, when God created you, he did it very intentionally. Mm. He didn't just create you and then say, figure it out for yourself, find Mm. your own purpose. He says, before you, before you were born, the days I planned ahead of time. And so Satan knows your purpose very well. Mm. And he knows exactly how to sabotage it. So Game planning your purpose, realizing what am I going to be doing today where God could use me, and how is Satan going to really work hard to keep that from happening?
1: Has body image been bogging you down for too long? It's time to get free, my friend. Go to CompareToWho.me, take your free body image awareness quiz. You will learn amazing things. You'll get your results right away. And I think you'll have fun too because, I mean, who doesn't love to take quizzes? Go to compare to whome There's lots of great resources on that site, articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check it out today, right after this episode, of course.
0: And if we're really caught up on the title of our role, you know, I am the soccer mom, I am the this PTA leader, or I am the CEO. And that position gets taken. If we aren't standing firm in the purpose that God created, we can really feel deflated or feel like we are no longer of any value. Yeah. And that's another time when we're vulnerable to comparison, big yeah. time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. And I mean, I love...
0: I love the concept of a spiritual game plan.
1: I'm I'm just starting to work with some moms at our church to take them through a program we do at our church called Fully Formed Follower, but we're also going to be adding a component where the moms are then going to be discipling their daughters who are, you know, young teens and preteens. Because that I think is one thing that so many women I encounter. Don't believe they have time to do, exactly. right? They don't think they have time to disciple someone. They don't see it as part of their identity as a Christ follower. And what I found, and you can tell me if you found this too, is that when you disciple others, you grow. <laughs> like, mm. you don't have to be at, like, because I think people are afraid. They think, okay, well, I've got to be like super mature in order to be <laughs> able to do that. And that's not it at all. I mean, I found in working with women, even specifically on the body image issue, that once you have, some level of freedom once you have some level of information and know like the way out once you're out of that pit if you start working with another woman Mm -hmm. you are going to stay out of that pit longer And then, you know, to watch her start working with another woman and still, and then you find another woman to be involved in and you just keep the cycle going. I mean, that's, that's how you keep freedom. And like we were saying earlier on, like you're, you're still going to struggle, but you're going to struggle in a much different and I would say less severe
0: way when you are sharing what you've learned. Is that what you found also? Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times just even admitting, I don't know that answer. Let's look together mm. or um, let's pray about it. You look at who God used in the Bible and they did not have PhD. And, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they were more than just an Anna or, you know, you look at Anna in the Bible, two verses. It's all she's given, two mm. verses. And her purpose was to be in that, in that area praying. Hmm. And yet people might think she's just a, an old widow, a crazy woman. She's just yeah. over there praying. But man, that's what her purpose was. And when we're mentoring, I think because we're obeying God's calling, because we're being obedient, he's really going to open up uh, information, open up his word, open up insight to us um, that he knows that that we are just the person that he needs to do that. And And it helps. It helps me keep out of my struggles. It keeps you know, me out of go- going into those self-defeating thoughts.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and you know, it's funny that you mentioned Anna, cause it's like her purpose was to use your just word again, to just mm-hmm. pray. Just and when we, th- when we think about purpose where I think so many of us get bogged down is like we've lived in this era now of everyone's a celebrity. You can be a YouTube <laughs> exactly. star. You can be an Instagram star if you just work at it hard enough. Um, and it's like, nothing else is important. If, if no one knows, like there you, you haven't accomplished anything. exactly. Um, and you think about a woman like Anna in the Bible and it's like what, praying was, was, I don't know if that was her complete purpose, but right. you know, but praying was a significant part of that. And you know, boy, that's attainable, right? Absolutely. Like I can pray more. And there's some women out there that are even more gifted in the area of prayer, where if you're listening today, just know, like you don't have to be, we don't have to be like the rock stars for Jesus in the way our culture <laughs> defines it. Like you can be exactly. a rock star for Jesus on your knees for 30 knees. minutes every day. Um, so I think, I hope that's empowering um, in a healthy way to, oh, yeah. to women listening today. We- well, Sherry, as we wrap up today, is there one piece of encouragement that you would give to any woman listening today who's struggling with her body image or comparison? Mm.
0: I would just hope and pray that they really hear God say to them that you're you're just who I need today. You are just the mom I need. You are just the wife I need. You are just the aunt. You are just the neighbor that I need today and rely on him to give you the strength to look past um, the comparison, look past the self-defeating thoughts that you are nothing more than and hear God say, no, you are exactly who I need
1: that's good. That's good. I love that. Well, Sherry, will you tell everyone where they can connect with you? And I'll put this information in the show notes too, but tell us where we can
0: find you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, My website is sherryfletcher.com and uh, I would just love to hear your stories. You can connect with me on Facebook. Uh, Sherry Fletcher is my writing page on Facebook and would love to hear stories or encourage you on finding um, the area just where God wants you to be, post on Facebook, post on my website. Let me know what you need. I would love to pray for you.
1: Thanks for being willing to do that, Sherry. Well, thank you so much for being on the Compared to Who show. That's all for today's episode. And I want to thank you for listening. I hope to catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah. It's been a minute. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone and even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the story behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.